Listen at your own discretion as the following content contains strong language, adult dialogue, discussions of violence, and spoilers. Cue the intro. Hello, fellow readers, and welcome to Three Reads in a Pod. My name is Sarah. I'm Delia. And I'm Heather. If you're interested in a trio of ladies that get together and record our book club for the masses, then stick around. This episode of Three Reads will be discussing um, the song The Highwaymen by, oh, sorry, just kidding, The High Women by The High Women. So it is a song called The High Women by a group of females named The High Women. Uh, if you want to read along, you can't, but you can listen. I guess you could read the lyrics. It's Okay. Uh, but we post the book and book bite of the month on our Instagram, three reads in a pod. That's the number three reads in a pod. Um, and without further ado, it's time to, instead of turning the page, I guess we're just going to uh, play the song. We're going to press play. We're not playing the press song. The play. You can press, turn the page play. Or press the play. We've press done that play. a couple of times. We did that with uh, Rebecca too. <laughs> I've cracked up. Heather <laughs> <laughs> dropped her webcam in the middle of Sarah's intro and I just died. <laughs> oh, between that and Sarah saying, "Well, I guess you can't really read it. Well, I guess you read the lyrics." All right, do that. Well, the, the link will either be in our bio or in the post or whatever. It's some. It'll be yeah. somewhere on the Insta. All right, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna get into the background now. I'm a little tickled. Okay, <laughs> so Sorry. normally we do a deep dive into the artist, poet, author, etc., but. Because there are four of these fabulous ladies and the song of theirs I chose has a guest artist, which makes it five people, I'm going to do a shallow dive on them. So all of this is from Wikipedia. You can check it there. Donate if they still let you do that. They should because it's, fa- it's fantastic. Anyway, moving on. So in The High Women, we have Brandy Carlisle, my wife, Maren Morris. We're not really married, but I always call her that. Natalie Henby and Amanda Shires. The guest for the song is Yola. So the group was formed from Amanda's idea to honor the country supergroup, The Highwaymen, which has Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, and Chris Christopherson. The reason for only women had a lot to do with the lack of female artists on country radio, which was being heavily discussed when the group was being formed in 2019. The thought was to have three stationary artists, and then the fourth would be a placeholder for rotating other female artists in and out of the group as a way to support other artists in the industry. That isn't what happened, but they did end up collaborating with quite a few female artists, Yola being one of them, and apparently Cheryl Crow did backing vocals for the song that I chose as well. Individually, Brandy was nominated for 18 Grammy Awards and won six. She sings the lead vocals for what some would call the first gay country song, which is called If She Ever Leaves Me. It's one of the high women's, it's on their album and it is fantastic. And as she identifies as a, lebri- as a lesbian, not a librian, a lesbian, it makes sense that she, she does the lead vocals. Those damn librians. <laughs> I bet they're friends with the leprechauns. And the librarians, LeBron. Too. Oh, LeBron. Oh. <laughs> All right. Uh, Natalie Hemby has her own album outside of the High Women, but is probably better known for her songwriting. She has eight number one Billboard singles in that respect. Um, she helped one of my she helped write one of my favorite Miranda Lambert songs, which is called Virginia Bluebell. It's so good. She also, Heather, wrote Kelly Clarkson's Don't Rush and Good Goes the By. 
So nice. You know, I love O'Kelly. I know you do. That's why I mentioned her. She also wrote Casey Musgraves or helped write Casey Musgraves, Butterflies and Velvet Elvis and a lot of others. It's all on her Wikipedia page. She has so many. I just didn't have time to go into all of them. Uh, Maren Morris, my wife, has won quite a few awards herself in different categories, spanning the CMAs, British Country Music Association Awards, AMAs, and one Grammy for My Church. She won the ACM Song of the Year in 2021 with The Bones and was nominated for her song Better Than We Found It, which was inspired by all the events that happened in June of 2020. Um, Amanda Shires, the founder of the group, has her own Grammy awarded in regards to her husband's album. So, she sang vocals and played the fiddle on it. I think she helped write some of it as well. She won Emerging Artist of the Year regarding the Americana Music Honors and Awards. And she's also earned an MFA in poetry from Sewanee, the University of the South. So uh, she it makes sense that we're talking about her here. Anyway, Yola. She's been nominated for three Grammys and won UK Americana's Award for the Artist of the Year in 2017 and 2020. And a quote from the Wikipedia is, uh, Yola was born in Bristol, England. Her family tried to discourage her from music at a young age as they thought it was an unrealistic career option. Better like she's award winning. So there we go. Just showing her parents up. That'd be how it is. The High Woman is a song that is we work, reworked from the original written by Jimmy Webb. The song was rewritten by band members Brandy Carlisle and Amanda Shires with Webb's blessing. So Carlisle explained to Rolling Stone that this is a quote from them, by the way, from the Rolling Stone article, that on the original 18, 1985 tune, 1985 tune, not 18, whatever, um, the high, wo- high women's characters all died doing things that men do. The high women, quote, rewrote it with the fates that befell women, a doctor convicted of witchcraft, an immigrant who died trying to get over the border but got the kids over safe and sound, a preacher and a freedom rider who get shot. We can't play the song, um, but there is a link to listen to it, like I said, on the Instagram page. And I'm going to read the lyrics for the original and the rework so we have a discussion that can be as informed as we can be, okay? So the lyric is for the for the high women, the, the original, not the rework, but the original. As I was a high woman along the coach roads I did ride with sword and pistol by my side. Many a young maid lost her baubles to my trade. Many a soldier shed his lifeblood on my blade. The bastards hung me in the spring of 25, but I am still alive. I was a sailor. I was born upon the tide, and with the sea I did abide. I sailed a schooner around round the horn to Mexico. I went aloft to furl the mainsail in a blow. And when the yards broke off, they said that I got killed, but I am living still. I was a dam builder across the river deep and wide. Where steel and water did collide, a place where called Boulder on the wild Colorado, I slipped and fell in the wet concrete below. They buried me in that gray tomb that knows no sound, but I am still around. I'll always be around and around and around and around and around and around. I'll fly a starship across the universe divide, and when I reach the other side, I'll find a place to rest my spirit if I can. Perhaps I may become a highwayman again. Or I may simply be a single drop of rain, but I will still remain. And I'll be back again and again and again and again and again and again. Okay, and then here's the rework. I was a high woman and a mother from my youth. For my children, I did what I had to do. My family left Honduras when they killed the Sandinistas. 
We followed a coyote through the dust of Mexico. Every one of them except for me survived, and I'm still alive. I was a healer. I was gifted as a girl. I laid hands upon the world. Someone saw me sleeping, naked in the noon sun. I heard witchcraft in the whispers, and I knew my time had come. The bastards hung me from the Salem Gallows Hill, but I am living still. I was a freedom rider when we thought the South had won, Virginia in the spring of 61. I sat down on the Greyhound that was bound for Mississippi. My mother asked me if that ride was worth my life. And when the shots rang out, I never heard a sound, but I am still around. And I'll take that ride again and again and again and again and again. I was a preacher. My heart broke for all the world, but teaching was unrighteous for a girl. In the summer, I was baptized in the mighty Colorado. In the winter, I heard the hounds and I knew I had been found. And in my Savior's name, I laid my weapons down but I am still around. We are the high women, singing stories still untold. We carry the sons you can only hold. We are the daughters of the silent generations. We sent our hearts to die alone in foreign nations. It may return to us as tiny drops of rain, but we will still remain. And we'll come back again and again and again and again. We'll come back again and again and again and again and again. That's where we're at. Beautiful, wonderful. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. I would like to say to begin, had no idea Brandy Carlisle was in this, and she is absolutely one of my favorite um, just singers in the world. I think she's she fantastic. Underrated for sure. Oh, her voice and her vocals, amazing. Have you guys listened to the story by Brandy Carlisle? Mm-hmm. It is, oh, 10 out of 10 would pick it for this if it wasn't for the fact that I already had an idea for what I wanted. But 10 out of 10, listen to the story by Brandy Carlisle and tell me it does not change your life because it will change your life. It's she, one of my favorite songs by far. Funny story. She dropped out of high school so she could do this. Huh. Nice. She made a Well, I don't want to say she made a good decision, but you made a good decision, Brandy. She did, though. I mean, like, she knew what she wanted to do. She had the talent to do it, and she did and it. she did it. And wonderfully She's as well. She's soon, I think. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Banging. How about, okay, so initial thoughts. How's everybody feeling? How did you guys feel about the song itself? We'll get into comparing contrasting later. I liked it better than I thought I would. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's reminiscent of of older country. It's very reminiscent mm-hmm. of the 1985 version. And I like that in a sense of, um, in terms of... I don't know how to explain that. Like more modern country is not my thing, but more of the older country is more of like what I grew up on and mm-hmm. what my mom blasted in the house kind of thing. So it was very reminiscent of that. And I just loved like the vocals and the beat and uh, everything going on. And then the, is it the violin or is it the fiddle that she's playing? I think she plays fiddle. Are you talking about Amanda? Yes. I think she plays One, she's also very beautiful. I kept looking at her and I'm like, who are you? And two, um, yes, that was beautiful. So I thought that was really well done. Uh, I love the live version. That was mm-hmm. great. Yeah. So initial thoughts. Good job. Thanks. Um, yeah, way more powerful than I thought it was going to be. And I know we're going to compare later, but listening to the original version and then hearing the female version definitely packs a different punch. So mm-hmm. we'll get more into that. But I loved it. I really, really liked it. I didn't, I'm with Sarah. I didn't necessarily expect to feel any type of way about it, but it was really good. Yeah. I always, when it gets to the, when it gets to Yola's part in it, I get goosebumps like almost every Gosh. single time because oh, it's, it's so, so powerful. 
yeah. You know, which yeah. part is her part? It's the about freedom the freedom rider. Rider. That's yeah. what I thought. Okay, mm-hmm. I thought she was the one at the end. I'm glad you guys. So I sent you two. The first one is uh, one with the original vocals with Yola in it, and then the second one was with um, Marin Morris taking over Yola's part because obviously Yola can't tour with the High Women. What What did you guys think about that? I think that each woman brings her own air of individuality to their part, and mm-hmm. I like that. I like it with Yola. I like it with all of the original. You know, not that I didn't mind. Is it Marin? Marin mm-hmm. Morris. Marin Morris. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay, wonderful. Also, she looked different than I thought she did. Um, I don't know why I had like this idea in my head. I'm like, this is what she looks like, and I saw her, and I'm like, who's this lady? <laughs> <laughs> like, who is she? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what what did you think? How how do you both feel? I liked that she didn't. So usually, when someone steps into that role, they just keep the lyrics the same. But they didn't with her. She changed it from like, like she didn't take ownership of the fact that she's white and she didn't right. sing this part that was written for a black woman. She didn't sing it like she was a black woman. She sang it. It was very intersectionality. Like it was done well, I think. Like I if think you're so. not, obviously it's an all white woman group. So there could be some more diversity there. But the fact that they're working with what they have. It was How well did she done. change it? Can you explain? I may, I may so have just she, completely went yeah. over me. So she didn't say, um, let me pull up one of the lyrics because. They changed uh, the pronouns. They changed it's the pronouns. One, yeah, Instead it's of the I, thing. so she says, I was, a, the, I was a freedom rider when we thought the South had won. I sat down. She says, she was a freedom rider. She sat down. She is still around and she'll take that ride again. So she changes it from Nicely that. done. Yeah, I feel like that's mm-hmm. the best way to do it. Very tasteful. You're going to take that over. Absolutely. So. Yeah, Tian, glad you brought that to my attention. That's why I sent it to you guys because I was like, I, I have listened to the song so much because I, de- so I, de- I was like, what is Marin doing here? She doesn't sing that part originally. And then I was like, how is she going to do this? And I was like, oh, she did it so well. I'm so proud of my wife. <laughs> what a good gal. <laughs> Absolutely. But, yeah. I don't know, man. It was just it's just a powerful song. Oh, beautifully done. It is. And I think that the nineteen eighty five version it was eighty five, right? Not eighteen fifty nine. Um just like stumbled all over my words. I was like, fuck it. I had a lot to read, okay. <laughs> hey, listen, is Willie Nelson still alive? As far as I know. Yeah, I can I thought so. Okay, I so it, he probably was done back in nineteen eighteen ninety five, eighteen fifty nine. Bless his heart. No, I like Willie. But I thought he's 88. I that. Living in Abbott, <laughs> Texas, my dude. Where, where no, 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 that's where he was born. That's where he was oh. born. My deepest apologies. Thank you for your apologies. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I think that with the original group, because you see them as very successful um, mm-hmm. country music writers and singers, and mm-hmm. they're powerful in their own right. Mm-hmm. And then with this group of women, even if I didn't quite know exactly who they all were, mm-hmm. they were still also, I think, like Heather said, it's still like it packed a punch. They did really wonderfully with their vocals, with with keeping the originality, but also doing something completely different and mm-hmm. so meaningful. Um, but then you get into the lyrics, and my gosh, like just starting out with what you hear brandy talking about with honduras and leaving and following coyote through mexico right and then mm-hmm. to me so i can remember what the coyote could mean in that case i was like oh they found a literal coyote but that's also the name for people who like help bring people 
across the border. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. That's, I learned yes. that on Archer. So strong work on that. <laughs> I learned that from iZombie. So. <laughs> so strong work on that. <laughs> I was watching The Unexplained with uh, William Shatner when I learned about a coyote that mixed with a wolf. Is it a coyote with a wolf? Yeah, Mexican coyote with some other type of wolf. Anyways, has nothing to do with that. I was talking about actual coyotes. So let's go ahead. And they think it was. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I promise. I'm completely normal right now. It's that. Anyway. Oh, normal for you. Yeah. Yeah. We know. I want to say normal. Relax. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> what is normal? Thanks, guys. What, exactly. What is normal? Not there is none. None. No normal. There yeah. is not one ounce of normal here. Mm-mm. But anyway, so with that being said, cool that you pointed that out because I just kept thinking of chupacabras. So <laughs> I'm glad that you mentioned that. Oh, gosh. Okay. You guys need to watch The Unexplained with William Shatner. But you go into it. So you have this really beautiful, like, you know, we're moving my family. I didn't survive, but they did. But I'm still around, mm-hmm. you know, and versus when the highway men were doing it and they're talking about being like obviously a highway man right yeah. who's like mm-hmm. and they what was he doing like robbing yeah he was robbing and he was robbing and doing all these like i don't want to say well people. pretty much awful stuff yeah he would still you know talking about the bobbles baron's books and bobbles and then he <laughs> was talking about like you know the soldiers who lost their life on his blade mm-hmm. so completely right off the bat contrasting uh because mm-hmm. you have a very powerful tale of like a woman who's willing to do anything for her family mm-hmm. and then you have this tale of this man who's just like you said doing a manly thing and manly in quotations thing and mm-hmm. uh, so that was really interesting to me i wasn't expecting that right that was really nice well i think Every one of the stories in the high women are women who are oppressed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's your, you know, immigrants who want a better life. It's someone who's just different and is accused of being a witch. It's someone who had their rights taken away and just wants. Well, shit, they didn't have rights to begin with. But, keep going. Right. Thank you. Yes. Who wasn't getting the rights that they deserve mm-hmm. and, you know, was killed for that. And then the last one is someone who is trying to spread the word of God, but because of how some people interpret the Bible, they think that they're not good enough because they're a female. Mm -hmm. So these are all women who are oppressed. So I think that's what makes this song so powerful Um, and more so than the original. Well, because the original was, and Brandy says this in her article, like is men doing men things and dying. And Mm -hmm. this isn't necessarily just women doing women things. Like, you know, I got shot in my kitchen or whatever. You know what I mean? It's like women who were oppressed. And that to be fa- to be fair, I think everything about being a woman is op- is oppressive. You're being oppressed. Now granted, there's there's varying degrees of that. Like I'm a I'm a passing Hispanic woman. So I look white. So I have I'm not as oppressed as like like my abuelita is darker than I am. So she's going to be more oppressed than I am as far as like visually. So I mean there's there's different varying degrees of it, but it is the fact that like just just being female itself makes you like it it automatically you're born into it behind mm-hmm. yeah right absolutely and uh, beautiful that you said that as well because it's true like the some of the african-americans who like 
act white. You know, they have to like, they, they pass as they're black, but they pass as a white person in the way they talk and the way they dress and the way they, they're acceptable. They're accepted by society. We're like, this isn't, and obviously this isn't my thought, but it's like, this is Mm -hmm. an okay African-American person, you know, because they don't scare us. They're not different. We're not seeing Mm -hmm. their culture really shine through. We're Mm -hmm. seeing our culture shine Mm -hmm. through. Mm -hmm. And so that's, it's really interesting that you, I mean, although, you know, I know we're talking about the song, but it was really interesting that you said that Um, because we are, there are multiple ways that women here are being oppressed. And I think the name, the high women, because they are so powerful in their own right, I thought it was very. Yeah, they're um, not the highway women. Right. They're high women. I noticed that. And so I thought that was really neat that it's, um, yeah, like I said, very powerful uh, very thoughtful, um, the things that they're doing to fight back against society in their own way. And like you said, it's not even necessarily a woman thing. They're just trying, they're being oppressed. They're trying to survive. They're trying to do better or do the things that they enjoy being a doctor. Okay. Now you're a witch. Um, Mm -hmm. and I thought to, uh, uh, it's just, it's really nice to think about as a woman, because there are days when I think, man, I'm just a white woman here in America. Like, I am very privileged for who mm-hmm. I am. But at the end of the day, you know, I talk to Adam about it sometimes. It's like, I'm still a woman. And the mm-hmm. fact that we can still, as women, be oppressed and have those moments where it's like, man, you know, look how far we've come. But look at everything we've had to endure and we're still enduring. Sorry, that's my little soapbox. No, I agree. I, I knew this was going to get us on soapboxes. So I just was coming into it online. So. I yeah I agree I like the I think the thing that I like about the song I mentioned intersectionality earlier but it's because of that because it's not specifically like mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are like well we have to fight for one thing at a time and I we did I mean like women did that in the beginning like the you know beginning first wave feminism or whatever was all white women like well let's get the vote and when we get the vote we'll help black women but it's like no nah, just kidding we got the vote so fuck right. you so and, and you know like. We, I could go into that all day and a lot of people are like, oh, but like we have all these feminist leaders. And I go, yeah, but they weren't like they weren't great all across the board. There were good things, obviously. And I think like when we think, yeah, we got the right to vote, but not everybody did. Not everybody right. did. Right, right, right. And the way that we were able to get the vote was had a lot to do with the fact that we were like, well, black men got the vote. You're not going to let white women get the vote like that's And that and that was kind of what was helped sway like white women get the vote, you know was because of that they're like oh shit this black man has more rights than my wife does that's not okay you know what i mean mm-hmm. which is some bullshit but that's besides the point so i like that this this song specifically doesn't straight like it doesn't like you have a, a hispanic woman a Hispan- right and an african-american you have i don't i'm you know, someone who's like religious. Mm-hmm. I, th- I thought that was really progressive as well. I mean, mm-hmm. that's something we don't talk about a lot because we live in the Bible Belt and we know many of us have heard it throughout our entire lives. Women don't preach. Mm-hmm. Women, you know, don't have right. certain rights within the church. Mm-hmm. Still, you're supposed to be there and be on the sidelines kind of thing. And mm-hmm. it's like, amen, thank God. And not really much beyond that. Like you can right. sing, but no one wants to hear you get. Well, I say no one in quotation wants to hear you get up there and preach. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, that's just because of the oppression, the way mm-hmm. that you know 
we're raised, the way that you take and interpret the Bible being, mm-hmm. and I thought that was really forward thinking to add that in because I feel yeah. like that's still such a big deal coming from the Bible Belt here in Kentucky being raised mm-hmm. there. That's a huge deal. Go ahead. Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, you didn't. I, I agree wholeheartedly. Like I, I didn't grow up so much like, so half my childhood was in Michigan. We're northerners, somewhat progressive, but not a whole, whole lot anyway. Like, don't get too big for your britches, northerners, okay? We've got, we've come pretty far, but we still got a lot of shit that we're doing wrong, okay? Don't get on a high horse. But as far as, so half of that was spent in the north, and then the other half was spent in the in the Bible Belt in my childhood anyway, at least until I was 24. So I did go to church where there was a woman preacher. Like, not any of the classic churches. Like, I was baptized, I think, non-denominational, but we went to a lot of Lutheran churches. And then, but like, I think it was like Pentecostal, maybe. I don't remember what church I went to, but my my Aunt Cheryl and I, we, we used to go with her a lot, like on Wednesdays and Sundays. And she was, uh, the preacher for that church was a female. And so like, I, I grew up seeing that. So it wasn't that, it's funny that you're like, that line was really progressive for you, but it wasn't as progressive for me. Like it didn't hit me in the same way, which is like a beautiful thing about music is that certain things are going to hit people differently, you know? For sure. Right. And I think it's similarly, probably because I don't know if I've, I've known of women preachers, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think I've ever sat through an actual sermon with a woman preacher or a female who is preaching in any way so it's it's it is interesting i'm glad that you saw that and mm-hmm. you had that experience and it's not that obviously you know i don't love my family but they're very i want to say old school in the interpretation of like king james bible bible mm-hmm. what it says goes like in the way that it's written and i think we have to account for not only the change of the times but i mean the fact that I don't know. Ab- absolutely. <laughs> 10 and out of 10. Written, and, really. and we know it was written way after Jesus's time. So, I, you right. know. Like and we have ch- they've chose to admit some books of the Bible mm-hmm. and then chose to not admit others. Like there are some lost books to the Bible, they say, just completely mm-hmm. show how, how much Jesus was into peace and meditation and representation. And but instead, we want fire, brimstone, mm-hmm. you know, this is how the world's going to end. You have to stick to this. Don't mix your polyester and your wool fibers <laughs> and no gay sex. Okay. <laughs> Because you can't mix your fibers. Why do you mix your people? You know, uh, of course. Stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so silly. So silly. Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, yes. And another interesting thing, completely off topic here. Well, not really off topic, just changing it a little. Going from that. So super progressive to me. Thoughtful. Love the fact that it's different women, different scenarios. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed that the songs came back to each other. Like one mentioned Colorado. The other also mentioned Colorado. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. And then like Mega they Bastards talked about. Hung me as one and both of them too. What is it? The Bastards Hung Me. Yeah. Yes. And both of the ones. Yeah, um, I, like I also like the way that they interpreted like tiny drops of rain. So yes, like, that and was were what... like, we're going to come back. And the women were like, it was, oh, shit. They're like, we send our hearts to die alone in foreign nations, which, I mean, 
Would you consider that to be their children? That's what I was thinking. Okay. Their sons. Because and... we carry the sons you can only hold, and then you sent our hearts to die alone in foreign nations. So soldiers, it may return to us as tiny drops of rain. Yeah. You know, and then you had that first line where he's like, and many soldiers lost their lives to my blade. And mm-hmm. so it all comes back around. And a huge aspect is the reincarnation, right? Mm-hmm. We're here. And it's not even, you can take it as like them, like my spirit's never really gone. You know, mm-hmm. I'm always going to be here. It could be the. I think inter- it is reincarnation. And I say that, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but I say that because in Johnny Cash, Johnny Cash sings the last line of the High Women original. I don't um, love yeah, it. And he says, um, perhaps I may become a highwayman again, or I may simply be a single drop of rain. So I think that's like straight up saying that, like, maybe I'll come back again and be a highwayman. Like, Uh, My spirit has, and I don't know if it's them saying my spirit has been all of these different people and has lived through all of this or not. Because I I think there's enough time frame in between each, like, do I make sense? Yes. Yes. Uh, So when I read online, when I was looking at the lyrics specifically, it said that the original one, the Highway Men, is a single soul. Mm-hmm. who has experienced all of this. Mm-hmm. But what I like is this new one, it's not as obvious if it's a single soul. Mm-hmm. To me, when they say, I'll take that ride again and again and again, or... They um, do say, we may return. We send our our hearts, which yes. does seem like it's more like collective. Well, it's a collective of, I don't know that their souls are literally coming back, but what they stand for mm-hmm. will continue to come back. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, the fact that they are trying to make a difference, the fact that they are oppressed, but they're not going to stand for the bullshit standards of their time. Hell yeah, no bullshit is, standards. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was getting ready to call Taylor <laughs> Swift. Um, Sarah hyping you up and distracting you at the same time. I love it. I'm here for it. Uh, I just, I just really feel like they're interpreted slightly differently. So instead of being a single soul returning, this is a collective of souls. This is a collective of female souls who are trying to make a difference. And I just, I thought that was really, really pretty. And that's so nice because I wasn't thinking the first one, like, Hey, this is a single soul, but we've talked about it before. I think briefly on another um, episode about the egg. Have you guys read the story about the egg and how we are, like, I'm you, you're me, and we're all each other just at different points in time. No. So it's no, we really. Talked about this. Oh, okay. Maybe not. Okay. You need to read it. I'll try to find the story for you. And so it's really interesting to me, not only, I guess, because when we think about it chronologically, if you die today, are you going to come back tomorrow as someone else kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, very much. But the egg scenario is like, um, God created you like this one soul and this one soul is everyone just at different points in time. And it's, yeah, really interesting. I know it's, it's kind of hard. No, I like that because I I was reading or listening or watching something. I don't remember what it was. It was some form of media, obviously didn't come from my brain, but it was talking about how time isn't linear. It's like a ball of string and every piece of time is touching every other piece of time. And if you're every single soul, then that would make sense. Mm-hmm. That you, there you go. I mean, 
that you would be if you if all other pieces of time are touching all other pieces of time then you can be the same person in every single situation and isn't that neat to think that i could be idea be me and that's something i think about often um especially like if someone's having a bad day or something i try to think like that could be me and i know that's so weird but i think about i'm like that could be me give them you know benefit of a doubt Mm -hmm. unless they're a complete dickhead in which case just let them be a dickhead by themselves Mm -hmm. um my sweet soul that she is apparently she was she drives a really busted up vehicle and this guy, she was in the drive-thru to get food at, I think, the Boston Market. And she said this guy, bumped, like, rear-ended her. And he was like, sorry, I don't see any damage. And wasn't like, and she was like, fuck, I don't care. My my car is a piece of shit, so I don't really care that much. But he, like, was really blasé and dismissive. And she was like, it really pissed me off. But I didn't say anything mean to him. I paid for his meal and I left. Because she was in front, obviously. So she was like, I paid for his meal and then I left. And part of me oh. was like, such a nice not have to do that yeah i just left it as is i wouldn't have paid for his meal no but she was like jesus says i should be better and i should be nicer and this guy i don't know what he's going through and and he might be a a piece of shit but it's fine there you go see i'm along the same thought process and it's weird because obviously i feel like reincarnation keeps coming up Mm -hmm. a lot in the things we talk about yeah so in the first second poetry book bite and mm-hmm. then again uh, with the golden compass too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and here we are. Third time's a charm. We're gonna get reincarnated right now. What? Um, Let's not. hope not. Okay. <laughs> we all I got a lot of living left to do. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I got this uh, some universe's plan. I think they need to rethink it. That's right. So I'm also very thoughtful in that respect, and enjoy the fact that reincarnation keeps coming back up in the mm-hmm. way that it is. So I think it's fun that we get to take that. Also. I don't know. I wasn't expecting a song from 1985 to really talk about that, like reincarnation, like I'm going to come back again and again and again. Yeah, especially written by men that are like inherently from the South. So we have these ideas of what they're going to sing about. Usually it's really if they do sing about anything, it's religion. And to be fair, like Johnny Cash has sang quite a few religious songs. um, And hasn't Chris Christopherson wrote and sang many? There's one that's my favorite that I'm pretty sure he wrote. I don't know if he sang, but he for sure wrote. I don't remember. I don't know as much about him. I I know more about Johnny than anybody else just because I really like him. And he has a song that has my name in it. So. Ah, that he does. Granted, I mean, he makes me his wife and then he shoots me in the side. So there's that. But it's fine. I'm not bitter. It's okay, Johnny. I forgive you. You make them sloppy eggs. Do you guys know that reference? Mm-mm. For what? Um, Hold on. The Dancing yes. Outlaw. Why me, Lord, Chris Christopherson? Just wanted to let you know. That's one of my favorite religious songs. Go ahead, Heather. I'm so sorry. No. Oh, no. I was just talking bullcrap about uh, the Dancing Outlaw. What is Uh, it? Disco White. Then they had the other show, The Wild and Wonderful Whites of West Virginia. Oh, Oh, my God. Yeah. In the original documentary about Jesco White, he threatens to shoot his wife with a shotgun because she made sloppy eggs. Hey, that's some bullshit. Hey, he had a lot of mental health issues. (laughs) I don't give a shit. But that's the thing is like, it's okay to treat women that way. And so he thought it was all right. Right. Well, yeah, I'm sure he definitely thought it was okay. It was not okay. Watch this documentary. No, it's not. It's totally not. Not okay. Even with mental health issues. Get get, get some help for your issues. Yeah. Don't treat people like that. Yeah. My wine and crime girls say your mental health is not your fault, but it is your responsibility. There we go. That's perfect. So I agree. Um, 
what are we talking about? Sloppy eggs. I need to watch that. I remember one part of that documentary. I don't know if this is the same one, but they're going through like a drive through and it's like, hey, did you hear blah, blah, blah? Just had her kids taken away from by CPS. Oh, yeah. Lord. Just had her kids taken away. And I'm like, one, I'm not going to go through a drive through and tell them about my kids being taken away via the CPS. Two, I don't even know the driveway person, the driveway person, the drive through person well enough to be like, hey, ma'am, did you hear about? Depends on how small the town blah, blah, blah. is, right? Yeah. So, could, well, they are in West Virginia. So I'm I sure was I was working in a really tiny. small town in Owenton, Kentucky. And uh, I knew like I was the McDonald's drive through. I'd drop I drive by there and be like, I want to spend a dollar on a Coke. That's what I want. And I, we, I knew the person in the drive through because they were always working there and I was always working. So. It's just you get to know people, yeah. You know, but absolutely. Uh, I don't think I tell them about my kids. I don't. I don't okay. disagree. It's like it's none of your damn business. But still, I think maybe I would just get my shit together and be like, huh, you know. Anyway, but that's neither here nor there. Great song though, Heather. What <laughs> what what part spoke to you the most? I think for me, um, definitely Was it the man who fell down the dam. Oh, wait. Yeah. Are we talking the original or the newer? Either I'm one. just kidding. <laughs> uh, so we'll say uh, on the newer one, the most powerful part is the part that Yola sings. 100%. She, her vocals are beautiful. Mm-hmm. The message is beautiful. It, it, it gives me chills. Like, it was really, really great. Mm-hmm. Um, and then besides that, or in conjecture with that, I would say the idea of not reincarnation of a single soul or even a group of souls, but the reincarnation of what you stood for is really, really beautiful. And it I just feels it. like even though I died, my children will carry on or what I stood for will carry on. And it yeah. just seems to bring a lot more meaning. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that is so just symbolic of all the women who died before us doing Mm -hmm. you know what they did for us to be here right now on Mm -hmm. a podcast you know raising our voice and raising cane and cursing and talking about this very thing right now Mm -hmm. and um, we are the daughters of the silent generations we are yeah yeah what a great line yeah it's so great the way and i can you can always tell how I don't want to say how progressive necessarily not that you have to be progressive but it always is about progress not perfection right Mm -hmm. so but you can always tell the progress you make when you talk to older generations and it's like in my day we didn't do this or you know and like I don't know people just certain things that people do or women do differently like times when I talk to my mom or like when my grandmas were alive or when I talk to little old ladies at work and you know the way that they see things versus the way that I see things and the way that the world has progressed to the point to like right now we have you know a female vice president Mm -hmm. of color like regardless how you feel about her but the fact that she is a female of color in this position right now you know, and I remember when Obama was elected and I was like, that's a big deal because he is a male of color. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we're making progress slowly but surely. And so it's it's really interesting to see, like you said, that legacy left behind that's still making changes. Can we talk real quick? Because I know that I talked earlier about um, not to detour real quick. We'll get back to your thing. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I just noticed. Oh, no, it. You're fine. Do you know how I said like black men got the vote before white women did? Mm-hmm. Do we notice that 
a black man got elected to be president before a woman did. Now, and oh, I yeah. that has nothing to do with what, okay, I'm not trying to get political. That's not what I'm trying to say here. And I'm not trying to say one person had a better platform than the other. I don't really give a shit about that. I'm trying to make the note, again, that it comes back to oppressing women, right? Right. That a, a, a black man was elected president before a woman was. Yeah. And not, that's oh, not to say absolutely. that anybody was more qualified than the other. I don't really, like I said, I don't give a shit about that. But I just find that that's interesting the way that history has repeated itself. Repeated itself. Yep. Absolutely. That's one huge thing, mentioning that, because I've had that conversation before. Mm-hmm. We're so afraid, I feel like, so afraid of having a woman empower some of these people that even though they're racist, it's like, okay, it's better to have a male Mm-hmm. you know who is of color i think it's a famili- familiarity thing too right we've seen men in power for so long that seeing a woman is too jarring mm-hmm. it's too much yeah. too soon it's too much for some too people much. i don't give it, I, I don't it's agree like it. dude let's talk about this okay and i'm not trying to be sexist at all but behind this great great man there is a woman who is running this show okay and she is doing things she's getting shit done and uh, he's getting shit done. But together, I mean, hey, mm-hmm. look at Michelle Obama. If Michelle Obama wanted to be my president. Hell yeah, woman. Like, mm-hmm. you are getting this stuff done. I appreciate that. I appreciate, you know, I, don't, I feel like there are so many powerful women who aren't in it just for the power, mm-hmm. who are in it to actually, you know, make a difference. Like, this world sucks. Let me fix it a little bit. Just a yeah. little and there are some women you know i can look at and just intuition i'm like that's just not very like a very good person you're obviously in it for something oh, yeah like ulterior motives or ulterior motives sorry yeah so you could say the same thing of men but yeah absolutely abs 10 out of 10 you could say it for pretty much anyone and it's definitely different when you have someone genuine and i feel like instead of thinking about the genitals between the legs we should be thinking about how genuine this person is but it's just so how qualified are you Mm -hmm. like not to fall back on like the merit argument but like how qualified are you to do this you know what i mean yeah right of your gender absolutely so 10 out of 10 that's what we should be thinking about like even with um again not bringing like politics into it in just comparison of um past like candidates like when hillary clinton was running um, I actually talked about this in a political science class we had, and it's very much like what she was wearing. You know, it was all about like what she they was wearing, in- how her hair was. Yeah, mm-hmm. they do that no now when people talk about. So when uh, so the Marvel movies are a great a great example of this. When they talk to the men, they don't talk to the men about what diet they were on to get in their suit or what they were wearing or mm-hmm. what their hairstyle is, but they only ever ask the woman that question. Yeah. Which is why, like, one of the things that they did that was done well, mm-hmm. I think, was they put Chris Evans in one of the poses that is typically for a woman. Where he's I've like, seen them do that on TikTok. Yeah. Like, where they'll put, draw the characters in. Well, no, when they were doing promo pictures for the – they have him in front of the A, and he's facing – the the a and his like he's doing like an over the shoulder look so his yeah, ass you is see america's ass yes you <laughs> do but that is typically a, a female's you know right. because then Close. you get to see ass and and boobs right mm-hmm. because they do that half turn so you can see both which is like bullshit it's very objectifying but i kind of i sort of love that they put him in that position or he chose i don't know who chose that but i was like good job chris whoever 
Whoever I love decided, Chris Evans. He is good. a wonderful. He is a gentleman. He is kind of precious. I want to yeah. be with him. No offense to I love his I love dog. Him. Like him and his dog have this gorgeous relationship. It's all over I the know. Twitter. It makes me happy. I remember anyway. he was talking about when he lost his virginity. Like the first person he told was his mom. He was like, mom. <laughs> I was like, I did it. That's the uh, last I he I had like a good, yeah. good relationship. <laughs> On your wedding night, your mom's like, I'm sure they're having sex. And you're like, uh, like three years later, did you know I had sex? <laughs> uh, mom, did you know? Before yeah. Mom. But, but, so, were we talking about, oh, just in general? Um, that, see, this is really interesting too. And it's a concept that I also talk about a lot. And in college, huge I mean, listen, I had this conversation often because Magic Mike was a thing. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I really enjoyed that they showed like a penis in the movie. Right. Because it starts out, they show boobs and like they show breasts of a woman. And then Mm -hmm. you get into it and you see, yeah, I think he's like using a penis pump. Now, if it's a real penis or not, you know, I don't know. But the fact that they showed that, that's one thing I talked to Adam about. It's like it's so objectifying because it's so normal to see just boobs in a movie, you know, Mm -hmm. to see breasts out there. Even in sex scenes, like mm-hmm. you see a man's behind, but you see pretty much everything. Well, yeah, they'll that a do woman a full frontal offer. female before they'll do a full frontal male. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So the ones that show male penis, even if it's not obviously sexualized, like even if it's just something where the character is nude for one reason or another, mm-hmm. I think from like 28 days later or 28 weeks later or something, he wakes up and the first thing you see is like he's nude and, and he's. Like in his penis is right there. And I remember being a kid and I'm like, wow, that's not something you normally see, mm-hmm. you know? And I talked to Adam and said, it's not about Magic Mike being like this great movie with this terrible plot, I feel. But, it was um, plot, yeah. <laughs> but it's the fact that I said, I enjoy the idea that they, they were able to show a penis and they showed like... That you can sexualize a man, mm-hmm. even though I'm sure that's not, they were just going for like entertaining, you know, but you can sexualize a man as well, which obviously isn't good in itself. It was but good the for like that, the female gaze as opposed to yeah, the male gaze. Yeah, the male gaze. Also, but even the fact that they still opened up the scene with female breasts and I'm like, okay. They had uh, to because do some concessions, which is right. Bullshit, you have but... to do something to keep the men like wanting more, like maybe there will be more breasts for me later. Surprise penis. Surprise <laughs> penis. I can honestly say I've never been interested in Magic Mike and I have never watched it. That's okay. Uh, it's, 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 it's okay. It's yeah, all right. It's, probably, it's all right. We understand so when we, I said the plot is garbage, but the plot is Channing Tatum. So. Ah. Channing Tatum. Oh, Channing Tatum. Yeah. She said so Channing Tatum. She did. <laughs> Channing Tatum. I'm really excited, by the way, for his movie coming out with Sandra Bullock. Mm. I think that that is going to be hilarious where she's like an author and she writes these like, like adventurous romance novels. And it's he's like the Fabio who's on the cover of the romance novels. That's funny. Yeah. Have you guys seen it? You should watch the trailer for it. Oh, my gosh. That sounds good, though. 10 out of 10. Anyway, I know that has nothing to do with the songs, but um. I think those songs were really nice, though. I told Adam up front, I said, I like that, one, uh, the meaning behind them, two, that you had a comparison. I know, you know, have the males and the females have both of those comparisons. I feel like I had to because, like, if you haven't heard the original or it wasn't fresh in your memory, and I know usually we only pick one and I feel like I accidentally, like, like, robbed and got two, but... 
I thought it was important for comparison's sake because it has, and when you know the original, it packs way more meaning behind it. Not that it doesn't pack its own punch, it totally does. But as a comparison, it's so, ah, it was just, I felt like there was just too much to discuss there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I think that uh, you really, it, like you said, it hits harder, I feel, to have both of them to see what the original was, to see what the remake is, why that's important. I feel like you can do an entire English class on this. Oh, yeah. Somebody could do a dissertation if they wanted to. Huh. You're welcome. Okay. <laughs> Reference this podcast. I'm just kidding. Reference this podcast. That's right. That's right. Sure Tell your mom about us after you lose your virginity. <laughs> <laughs> like, mom, I lost my virginity and there's this podcast. <laughs> oh what if you lost your virginity to the podcast wait i'm gentle i'll be nice (laughs) are they losing it literally to the podcast or they're losing it as they listen to the podcast isn't virginity really all just a terrible uh, construct anyway yes so they're losing their ear virginity their inner virginity of this with us Drew, I don't think it's like it's a first time situation. The first time yeah. they have sex, they're listening to us. I oh dear! Really, be, oh. feel so bad for them. I, I would too. I, I don't, don't want to hear myself, dear. Think about your first sexual interaction, How and then add this podcast. In a pod, it was a beautiful experience. Uh, beautiful. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of weird though because they just kept cussing all over the place and not it's like they were way. talking about penises and magic mic uh it didn't like, really i made that this much. podcast a podcast <laughs> <laughs> that's a marketing back to the first episode or the trailer if you haven't heard it that was oh man that's so hilarious i can't i can't it's a great way to start this first episode of the season hey referencing podcast again here we go gotta keep it regular you know what we never came back to is anybody's homework I don't think anybody's done any of the homework. Hey, I, I think I did. You did. So I watched, you did A Time to Kill. You did watch that. I watched A Time to Kill. I watched Moana. Still have not watched Cinderella yet, but I have watched um, Encanto. That was not on. I love Encanto. Oh. Is it not amazing? I like wept profusely. It was beautiful. I literally watched Dude, it I was a piece of every day. <laughs> What'd you say? I watch literally at least a piece of that movie every day. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Yeah, I, I love the stuff. music. is great. I mean, the music is Miranda, what an angel. He. Uh, I will say this much, and don't come for me. But that first song they sing about the whole family, I was like, if this is going to be how the rest of it is, I'm not enjoying the musical aspect. But then the second song came on, and I was like, okay, okay. They were just setting up the scene. It didn't have to be a great song, yeah. but the rest of these songs were so good. Like, yeah, uh, the one that Lucia does about being strong. Oh, I love that, I love that one. Bruno, we don't talk Louisa, about him. Louisa, sorry, you're good. It was wonderful. Bruno. So, Coco's next on my list. I haven't Coco's watched Coco excellent. yet. Coco's, Coco's good. I will be honest. Okay, so I have had arguments with people about this. I like Coco. It's good. I prefer the Book of Life. Both of them go into the uh, the land of the remembered, mm-hmm. and it's set, you know, on Dia de los Muertos. Um. But I prefer, I prefer the Book of Life. And I think part of that is because it's directed by Guillermo del Toro and I love him. I, I love him. He is wonderful. Mm-hmm. He's 10 my out of 10. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. I'm but about to He does to that watch. one. It's got Ice Cube in it. It has Channing Tatum in it too. Channing and Zoe Tatum. Saldanum. 
Zoe Saldana. So, ah, I'm seeing, I'm seeing a a pattern here with you, Julia, with the chaining potatum. Actually, you're Ding. the one that brought him up. I brought him up, but you kept him going. Hey. Hey. <laughs> I was really good for Zoe Saldana. I like Zoe Saldana. I forget what she from. Uh, fuck. I don't know off the top of my head. Center stage, that's a little less known. The Losers, Mm -hmm. she's um, the green chick in uh, Gamora. She's Gamora. Oh, yes. Okay. That's all you had to say. I knew knew her. uh, I think Columbiana. Mm -hmm. She's been in a lot of stuff. I just, my brain. Oh, Crossroads. Oh, Oh, she is Crossroads. She is Crossroads. Oh, I think about Crossroads on a daily basis and Mm -hmm. poor Britney Spears. And I feel so bad for how her life became after that because that was like the peak of anything. Like right there. She's doing all right. She's got kids. She she yeah. enjoys being a mom as far as I know, you know? Yeah. And, and she got her shit freed. Right? She's yeah. doing good. She, she, yeah, yeah, she got she got she's free you know, You're about she to just, see her really take off. Mm. I want another I want Crossroads part two. Mm. Oh yeah. That'd be interesting. You know, just just to see. I don't know. Although that guy That one's called Intersection. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> wow, wow, way stop. People here don't know how to stop. Never. No, they don't. People, people do not understand four-way stops. I'm like, listen, you have to, number one, completely stop. Number two, you have to see what order you stopped in. Number three, just stop going when you feel like it. That's not yes. No. Honestly, if you're not sure, you just wave the person on your right to go. Because it's right. that's how it is. If you, all, right. if you all get there at the same time, it's the person on your right. Absolutely. So, final are you thoughts, ready? recommendations, oh. where are we at? Listen to the songs. Um, I feel like even if you're not a country music fan, that you'll appreciate the sentimentality. If you're any bit of like an emotional human, if you're just mm-hmm. a robot, I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you, except, you know, you should. Grow some feelings. That's right. Mm. That's right. Become a sentiment being. Um, but other than that. Yeah, 10 out of 10. I really enjoyed it. Thought it was better than I imagined it was. To be fair, though, I was like, yeah, the high woman. I'm like, I'm a high woman. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I like that. No, But I, I really, it was it was nice. Yes. Um, I'll agree. As far as wrapping it up, I'll just say I think uh, they're both good songs. But on a scale of 0 to 5, 0 being do not listen, do not watch, do not read, 5 being I could make this about my life. I'm going to give the first song like a 2.5 and I'm going to give. <laughs> well, yeah, if five is devoting my life to it. Yeah. If five is devoting my life to it. Um, and I'm going to say that the female version is a good like three and a half to four. Okay. I like it. I like that. I like this. We should keep this going. I like this. Yeah. Uh, well, I would I, give it a four and a half, but I like. Should we make it, it a scale of zero to ten to zero give to us 10. a little more, a little more wiggle room there? I concur. Right. Zero make to it 10. a zero. Make it a zero to ten. So then, okay, so the first song is where for you? Like a seven. Okay, the first song? No, the first song. <laughs> like a the first five, song is like right? a, uh, yes. No, Heather obviously five. relates more to the highway men. Duh, she <laughs> wants to rob women, kill men with swords, <laughs> and follow sail them. a ship. Damn it, yeah. sail a ship. Duh. Yeah, that's all. And ride a spaceship. There we go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so the first one would be like a five. Ah, you know what? Now that we've done zero to ten, I'm going to lower it. It's probably a four. Okay. Yeah, um, I was going to say. And then 
the high women is a strong like 7.5 yeah. to 8. Okay. So the first one I liked quite a bit. I I give it a 6, uh 5 or 6, mostly just cuz I love Johnny Cash. So And then the second one, I you know what though? Like I straight up was like I was waiting for this this album to come out. Like I knew it was coming because mm-hmm. I follow Marin on Twitter and I love her. I call her my wife. So I probably call it I probably like nine point five to a ten. Yeah. On the, yeah. On well you you chose it for this podcast. That makes sense. You're ready to devote your life. It was this one, honestly, it was this one or if she ever leaves me. So either way it goes, it was gonna be a high women's song. Which is on my list things to listen to now. It so. is good. It is fantastic. Let me know when you do, because it's good. Yeah, I'm saying. Yeah, I'm gonna send you guys that uh, the the story of Brandy back mm. Brandy Carlisle. Ten out of ten, you have to listen to that as well. And the one about um, the egg. And the one about the egg, you ladies have it. But yeah, I liked it. Um, I would give the first one at least like, um, yeah, probably about a five or a six. I liked it. I liked the beat. I liked the singing. Um, I don't relate to a highwayman. I do relate to the women more. So I'd give them like a solid eight and a half for sure. Solid eight and a half. I really enjoyed that. Um, yeah, it was a good time. Are you guys ready for the outro? So totally am. Do it. All right, fellow readers, it's time to say goodbye. Remember to check our Instagram uh, for upcoming reads and the casting list. A big thanks to all of our wonderful listeners, our co-host Heather for writing our theme song, and our respective life partners for their unwavering support. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you'll join us again next time when we turn the page or when we press play. Thanks. <laughs>